two SANDF lives lost, three soldiers injured when a mortar bomb launched into a base camp of South African soldiers exploded in the DRC. Military experts, lawmakers, they're saying that the deployment is a mistake. Earlier this week, the president announced that 2,900 SANDF members will be deployed for peacekeeping projects and operations in the DRC. It's not because we don't have skilled military men or women. It's not because they are not adequately trained. It's all about resources. It's all about being equipped and supported to take on missions of importance. DA spokesperson for Defense and Military Veterans, Quirbus Mare. Really appreciate your time, Quirbus. Not only the deployment of 2,900 uh, soldiers to the, uh, to, to the DRC, but currently we have 12,000 SANDF members, 12,400 SANDF members um, deployed from everything from border control, the protection of power stations, illegal mining activities, there's operations in Mozambique, there's this current one in the DRC, but also overall peacekeeping operations sanctioned by the United Nations in Africa. We're sending a heck of a lot of military men and women into operational areas, but it doesn't seem that we're capacitating them equipping them, and more importantly, resourcing them. What are your concerns about this deployment to the DRC, Kubis? Good morning, Lisa. Good morning to your listeners. Yes, I think, you know, what we have warned about for quite some time is that we don't have a problem uh, with the principle of peacekeeping missions in in uh, in SADC region, um, provided that uh, deployment has got value for us in other words, it, it is uh, with regards to our national security and, and, and protecting our national interests. Um, but when we do that, we have to support our soldiers optimally in terms of resources. That means finances. That means equipment. Simple things like shoes, boots on the ground, because these are mostly infantry soldiers. Uh, even the clothes that they wear, even the tents where they're sleeping in, must be of such a nature uh, in terms of that vicinity and that environment. They are very poorly resourced, is 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 often very poor quality, but then we have to support them also from a logistical point of view and especially from an air support. Remember, you need the Oryx helicopters that can take them in, that can evacuate them, that can do medivacs, things like that, especially in highly volatile uh, and hostile areas. Now, normally in the DRC, well, first of all, in terms of the just over 12,000, one must remember when you when you deploy uh, a soldier for such a long time, you work in in group in, in three. So in other words, one group is deployed, one group is, is back home, and one group is preparing to be deployed. So that 12,000, over 12,000 times three is in terms of what you have to have to pre- prepare and, and, and reserve for that purpose. Um, now, we don't even have uh, 30, 39,000 infantry soldiers. We have to rely on our reserve forces 
which is, which is an eight uh, reserve force. The average age of our soldiers anyway in the regular force is over 40 years. Uh, the their, um, average age of our reserve force is, is, is very close to 40. So, so that's our first problem. Then in terms of the money, um, you know, cost of employees is, 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 was already 70%. So this will push off the budget, which will push it now well over that. Now, normally, uh, cost of employees is not supposed to be more than 50%. And, and you have to reserve money for training and then for maintenance of equipment, uh, and especially prime machine equipment, upgrades, replacements, etc. So there's your first problem is in terms of money. Money is totally underprovided. We probably need at least another 20 to 25 billion rand to just keep up with that. Uh, in terms of our air resources, especially in a hostile area like the DRC and Mozambique, in the past, we have been now in, the, in, in, Mozam, in um, DRC for 20 years as part of, of the MINUSCO forces, the United Nations forces. Now, in 20 years, there was no success in achieving full peace in the Eastern DRC. Um, and, and now to, to go, and, and in that time, we had the, the use of five Oryx helicopters, and you always had the situation where they, they flew in pairs to at least support each other if they get in trouble, uh, or if, if one uh, helicopter is shot down, etc. Um, and when they are in the highly, what they call the red zone, the, the hot area, they, they would be escorted by two Rayfog helicopters. And they were always three uh, uh, situated in, in the, the DRC. For, for the last two years, the, the Rayfog uh, wasn't able to fly in the DRC. And, and in the future, um, uh, the five will be reduced to two Oryx helicopters, and we know at this stage there are only one. Two weeks ago, the other one was uh, drew fire, uh, and that is basically beyond economical repair at this stage. So it was a second uh, incident in two weeks where, where the, the rebels in the eastern DRC shows that they are, their weapons and ammunition is becoming more lethal, and they are more uh, sophisticated, their successes becomes higher, um, and they've got the best ammunition and the support. Remember, this is basically a conflict zone between the neighbors, um, DRC, Rwanda, Burundi, Tanzania, and, 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 and the Kenya. Um, so, so not even Zambia, the, the, the southern uh, neighbor of the DRC, is partaking in this. So this is also a, re a responsibility of the East African Community Bloc and the African Union. Uh, Why South was... Africa is, is getting involved there is mind-boggling because I always ask the question, what is the South African national interest and how does that affect our national security in South Africa? It's quite clear that South Africa continues to position itself as a leading diplomatic country that plays a diplomatic and 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 um, almost a big brother role in africa and so should we want to push some form of of 
our, our line in protecting our interests, but also our role within the world. And I can understand why South Africa feels that it needs to position itself also as some sort of peacekeeping uh, monitor in Africa. But you do that with limited resources. Budget, budget, budget. The former defense minister, the current defense minister, Tandi Mudisi, they have all admitted budgets to the SANDF is falling. The defense budget dropped by 500 million rand in the last um, uh, financial year. Is our Durko interests speaking to our strategic SANDF interests in what the SANDF needs to fulfill an international mandate, Quirbus? You know, there's a, there's a disjunction between, you know, our foreign relations uh, interest and, and the role that the Defence Force is playing. Remember, all of that is possible if you can do that. Surely South Africa seems to be trying to play that role in Africa. But that time is gone long time ago that we are being seen as big brother in Africa. You can only do that if you, if you have got the uh, support and if you have got the capabilities and the resource to do that. One must remember that if we cannot protect our own borders, currently our land borders are porous, and we in the Cape know that our maritime borders are not porous. It is an open field. We have got no or little capability to protect our, our maritime borders. 35 Squadron in Cape Town has got no capability to, merit, to do maritime patrols and reconnaissance. We know all know what's the situation in Simonstown in terms of our our naval vessels. We don't have, they don't grant us the money to do the essential midlife upgrades on our frigates in Simonstown, which which will cost us about 750 million rand each. So they can't provide us the money for that. They can't provide us the money for Oryx helicopters to be staged in 22 squadron in at um, Extraplat, or to provide us maritime uh, reconnaissance aircraft to be staged at the uh, 35 squadron, but we can spend two billion rand in uh, in, in the DRC. Remember, we, we every time that if that comes from the bottom line of the defence force, it means that you have to cut more on maintenance and cost. Currently, we have got about four Oryx uh, serviceable of the 39. We have got a we have got one uh, uh, Rayfog serviceable of the 11. We have got one partly serviced C 130 in terms of logistical and cargo support and and parabats and and, uh, and and all of that. So more than 85 percent of all our air force platforms are grounded due to budgetary constraints. How the hell can you get involved in a country like the DRC and where in 20 years you haven't achieved um, uh, um, uh, peace and now you're sending another 2,900 in? How how will we resource that? We we are sending in a... Apologies, I had to to leave it there. Uh, Corbus Murray, DA spokesperson for um, military veterans and and defense. Look, South Africa has to play its role in Africa, diplomatically, economically, maybe even militarily, when it comes to peacekeeping. But one only has to look 
at the Central African Republic, the Battle of Bengui in 2013. 13 SANDF members dead there, 27 injured. What were they doing in Central African Republic? We still don't know.